I just have a, a very firm conviction that the vice president is just not very smart. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Right Angle. I'm Bill Whittle here with Steve Green and Scott Ott. Well, the uh, emotional reactions to the terrible uh, damage and destruction and the refugee crisis that we see in Ukraine generates a number of different kind of emotional responses among people. Some people feel um, mortified. Some people feel sad. Some people feel uh, ashamed. Uh, some people find it hilarious. Ladies and gentlemen, the vice president of the United States. And I'm wondering what the United States is going to do more specifically to set up a permanent infrastructure. And relatedly, is the United States willing to make a specific allocation for Ukrainian refugees? And for President Duda, I wanted to know if you think and if you asked the United States to specifically accept more refugees. Okay. <laughs> a friend in need is a friend in need. <laughs> okay, I, I, I can first. Okay, so this time. So not only is there that uncontrollable laugh, but then there's also this kind of revealing moment where the vice president of the United States was asked a direct question about domestic American policies. And her first response was to turn to the president of another country to see if he wanted to handle this one. If I can ask you, Madam Vice President, President Biden has said that Americans will feel some pain for the sake of defending freedom and liberty but there does seem to be no end game in sight. How long should Americans expect? How long should we be bracing for um, this really sort of um, historic inflation and some unprecedented gas prices? Sure. Scott, uh, the vice president has um, a history of, of bursting out into this kind of nutty laughter at extremely inappropriate moments. Sometimes they're a question that she seems to be having trouble with, but sometimes it's a response to something deadly serious and, and it's it's quite alarming to many people. Uh, on our backstage show, which of course most of you watching this didn't get to see because it's only for a certain class of people, uh, we um, we talked about this and you and you think it's almost like a like a like a tick of some kind, like a psychological tick. Yeah. And of course, I don't think we should discriminate against the mentally handicapped in any job that they're capable of doing. So it, it, seriously, if she has some sort of mental problem that causes her to laugh at inappropriate moments, it won't be the first time I've seen somebody like this. I know people even now who have this habit that no matter what you say to them in their response, either they'll just laugh at you without saying anything or they'll respond it just with inappropriate laughter in a sentence at the end of a sentence, at the beginning of a sentence, it just, it's jarring to hear it. Now, the challenge is you put that person in front of a camera or you put that person in front of an important world leader at a pivotal point in dangerous world history, and it could cause trouble. Um, and I don't know if these people are briefed in advance or somebody comes along and says, hey, by the way, the vice president has this nervous tick that causes her to laugh at an appropriate moment. She doesn't think it's funny. She just wants you to know up front that she's very serious about all this. So treat everything she says as if that were the case. Um, that's the best possible spin on this. I'd hate to believe that somebody could get to that position of public responsibility and literally think it's funny when somebody talks about the dire straits that somebody's country is in and lives are in danger and things like that. So 
I tend to give the best possible interpretation of things until the alternatives are certain. And in this case, I think I've seen her do it enough that I think this is an involuntary response that's either learned or perhaps, you know, was triggered by some event or or was just born into her that she doesn't know how to control it. I used to work with um, an agency that helped people that had severe mental disabilities. And I, I literally worked with a guy um, who had Tourette's syndrome. And I was always convinced that he could control it. And yet he didn't. Um, so it just seemed to come out at moments that were advantageous to him, yet inappropriate, and w- could be constrained at other times when it suited his interest. On the other hand, all the mental professionals insisted that there was nothing he could do to control it. And um, so I- I'm going to write this off right now to a- to some sort of mental debility, but I think it needs to be constrained within boundaries and people need to be briefed on this. Let me just ask you a quick follow-up, Scott. Sure. That's an, it's an excellent argument. Uh, to be made if if we're talking about somebody two cubes over working in an insurance company, let's say. But as the vice president of the United States, she is speaking essentially on behalf of the United States. Certainly when you go into a crisis zone like the Ukraine and you're talking with Romanian leaders, Polish leaders and so on, you are representing the United States of America. Do you think that it reflects badly on this country in terms of just how fundamentally serious we are? to send somebody who would have that kind of uncontrolled emotional reaction? Yeah. Yes, it does. Um, I'll also say I think it it reflected badly on the presidency when Lyndon Johnson would negotiate with people while he was in the bathroom and force them to I watch him, agree more. Watch him uh, excrete. And I also think, frankly, it, despite my deep love for this person, that it didn't reflect well on the United Kingdom to have Churchill greeting people in his bathrobe or less. And so I think that there have been people throughout history who've had some really weird quirks and it didn't completely cripple them. But I do think it takes some explanation if that's the case and and people need to be prepared for what they're dealing with. And frankly, if it is that situation, I think the vice president might uh, do well to publicly acknowledge that. Well, the days of publicly acknowledging our faults are way behind us, I suspect. Uh, Steve, you were kind enough to point this out to me. Um, our friends over at The Federalist uh, had taken some direct quotes from um, from the vice president of the United States and turned them into motivational posters. Um, I'd like to read just a, a couple of them for you real quick. I'll save the best one for my close. Um but this is what, uh, well, first of all, let's go with the, with the classic. We sent, uh, the United States sent uh, Kamala Harris to um, Eastern Europe, to our, some of our NATO allies there, uh, because of the geopolitical situation. And, and when she explained the geopolitical situation, this is how the Vice President of the United States described the crisis. This is a direct quote. Ukraine is a country in Europe. It exists next to another country called Russia. Russia is a bigger country. Russia is a powerful country. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. So basically, that's wrong. You remember when she talked to the kids about going into space and you'd be able to see craters with your own eyes and it turned out that the kids weren't even real kids, they were actors that were hired because she only seems to be able to speak as if she's talking to a kindergartner? Yeah, you know, one of the reasons I, I disliked Al Gore so much is he talked to everybody like he thought they were stupid. Kamala Harris talks to everybody like she's stupid, and that's even worse. Um, before I get into this, I, I need to disagree with Scott on, on just a tangent involving Winston Churchill. Uh, when people are extremely successful, we uh, we tend to forgive them their quirks. 
Um, Winston Churchill saved Western civilization. So if he wants to answer the door naked, except for his clown <laughs> shoes while riding a giraffe, I'm giving Winston Churchill a pass on that because he was good at his job. And Let me I just say, Churchill out, did way, not have that, a giraffe. That, that, <laughs> I might point out that that that, that happened in private. That wasn't yeah, that yeah. wasn't something he did out in front of the world on camera. That's fair. Yeah. Um, Man, you know, I'd actually prefer it if Harris would would break out into song. I'm not I'm not kidding about this. Uh, I was raised going to, to to musicals at the Beauty Opera in St. Louis, and I loved all of them. Uh, God, I loved uh, Brigadoon, uh, South Pacific, The Music Person, which I think we're supposed to call it that now. <laughs> I loved them all. Oh, except for uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma is absolute crap. I hated that show I when I was a kid. I completely agree. I hate it now, but I would rather see Kamala Harris and Joe Biden break out into Surrey with the fringe on top than do or say any of the things that they actually do or say. This would be a huge step up. Um, but, you know, there, there's something going on here. I kind of understood it when Biden sent Kamala Harris to the border to solve the immigration crisis mm. that Joe Biden solved because he didn't want it solved. I really believe that Biden's people sent Harris, gave Harris that job because A, they didn't want it solved and B, they wanted to kneecap their own vice president because she's so horrible at her job and they didn't want her going any further than Joe Biden had already elevated her way past her uh, her Peter principle uh, uh, limitations. Um, so that made sense to me. Give her a job where she's doomed to fail, where she's meant to fail. To, to kneecap a potential rival. And I got to tell you, when Kamala Harris is your potential rival, that says nothing good about you. Mm-hmm. Um, but sending her to a real crisis situation, sending her to Poland to try and explain the American response to this invasion, to try and reassure our NATO allies that we are still a serious country. Why? Why in heaven's name? Would you give that job to an intellectual lightweight who doesn't do her homework and can't control her awful laugh? It would be a a pretty shocking thing to do if she was only the secretary of state. Yeah. But she's not. She's not the secretary of state. It's not like she's the secretary of recycling. Uh, She has, in my opinion, I think there's a fair amount of evidence to back this up. That when 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 the vice president breaks into that that laughter of hers, she seems to do it when she is confronted with a question or something that makes her either uncomfortable or she doesn't know the answer to. And people who are body language experts will tell you that breaking into that kind of of laughter does two things. First of all, it buys you some more time to think of an answer because or at least think of a way to get around the answer. And the second thing it does is it tends to trivialize the moment. Right. We've just I, I, did you did you commit this murder? <laughs> no. We saw this with Hillary Clinton. She got this all the time. Uh, you've been accused of, 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 of destroying emails that you kept on your private server. <laughs> oh, really? Are they really going to something that ridiculous? Yes, actually, we are. Um, I, I just have a, a very firm conviction that the vice president is just not very smart. And, and as a result of the vice president that we have now is a result of a guy who's also not very smart making a campaign promise that they could not go back on. When Joe Biden was running for president, he said his vice president, much like his Supreme Court uh, nominee, would be a woman of color. 
So they picked the woman of color who came in. I, I had said to Steve on the backstage show, which again is only for certain class of people, uh, that that she had come in last in her state's primary. But Steve reminded me that she'd actually dropped out before we got to the California primary. She's extremely unpopular in, in California. She's extremely unpopular anywhere. All of this would be another political discussion if it weren't for the fact that at any given time, Joe Biden may be called upon to go up those stairs towards US-1 again. And if he should fall all the way this time, then she will be the president of the United States of America. And I'm going to give you two close, uh, two two things to close with here. Uh, these are inspirational posters. I have a number of them by Churchill, a couple by Lincoln, uh, but, but these really in terms of just sheer uh, leadership, uh, take it all. Now, these are direct quotes from this person. And, and I'm not kidding about this. Here's one. We must work together, work together to see where we are, where we are headed, where we are going, and our vision for where we should be, but also see it as a moment to, yes, <laughs> together address the challenges and to work on the opportunities that are presented by this moment. As I said before, uh, guys, uh, Kamala Harris speaks the way that a a sixth grader who had been assigned a, a paper on a Shakespearean play that he hadn't read would respond. Uh, Hamlet was written by William Shakespeare. It's a play about a man named Hamlet. Hamlet was a character written by Shakespeare, and Shakespeare wrote the character of Hamlet in order to be in the play. Is that is that uh, is that enough to, to get us by? No, I can tell but, what you said. But you well, <laughs> I, if I came in knowing nothing, I would about plays or Shakespeare. I would at least come away knowing you Shakespeare get a wrote a play called Hamlet. Well, thank you for that. Uh, there, there is, um, there is something uh, also here, uh, and that is um, what I think our friends over at the Daily Wire said uh, in a tweet is the is the greatest political statement of all time. Uh, the Vice President of the United States said the following. It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. <laughs> well, folks, I don't know if that's a particular insight, so let me just close this episode by saying we are going to end now this episode of Right Angle, which is made possible by the members at BillWhittle.com. And the reason we're going to close this episode now is because it's time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Mm -hmm.